Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, BPJ number 16. That's the Bayes Pini Joint Share number 16. We're going to talk about empathy. Empathy is an extremely important key in marriage. Part of emotional intimacy is to develop this empathy. All of us are capable of empathy. But just thinking that you're an overall nice person, even if it's true, that you're a nice person, does not mean yet that you developed within you true empathy that's required in your life for in general, in interacting with people, or, of course, with your own husband or with your own wife. Empathy is not sympathy. And people are not as connected as they think they are very often. Empathy is a total connection. Total connection in the sense that you love them, accept them, listen to them, don't judge them, and you don't try to fix them, but you work on understanding them and accepting them. And if, let's say, they're going through a hardship, if you say something like, it could have been worse, or someone lost a child and... You say, well, at least you could get pregnant again. You could have another one. And some believe this is empathy. We're not talking about someone who's malicious about it, but they're trying to help, trying to say this to look at the brighter side. They mean well. But even though they mean well, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that very, very often they do mean well by saying these things. It's very, very far from empathy, which I think most of you could see as we... (laughs) hear the word said so yes we may feel bad and we may want to help our spouse and we may want to try to even connect but this way of doing it of, 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 of saying it could have been worse or things like that makes you feel more alone and makes you feel more misunderstood even if your intentions are good it's still not empathy and empathy is to know, to realize that it's not shot you're an empathetic person or you're not an empathetic person. If it's not practiced, it will wither. And if it's practiced, you'll become very good at it. So don't say you're not an empathetic person. You know, unless someone took an MRI on your brain and you're one of those 0.001% that's a psychopath serial killer, uh, that's a different story. So the 99.99999% of you that I'm talking about, talking to about, don't say you're, you're not capable of em- empathy. Even if you're hardened or you're a tough person or whatever it is you may think you are or you don't necessarily, it's something, it's a skill that if you want to develop, you could develop. Feelings of empathy take practice. And it has to be a goal in mind because this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from you in the Bein Adam relationship. And the truth is, is in reality, any tefillah, any prayer from you to your creator requires feelings of empathy, which is a discussion for a different time. So the first thing about empathy is to listen without judgment. Uh, your husband um, said something about something bad happening at work, a rough thing that happened at work today. And or your wife says she's sad about something or very stressed about something. 
So the initial reaction is to want to try to fix it or to make it better or to look at the bright side or to try to get them out of their pain or they may say something like, you think that was hard? I'll tell you something that's even harder so you shouldn't put in perspective. It's not as bad as you think it is. Now, all these things I just said, even though you're well-intentioned and you mean well by doing all these things, that is not what empathy is. Empathy allows the space to actually hear what your husband or wife is saying, that they had a hard day, that they are feeling sad, that they are feeling stressed, and it's real. And you try your best to feel it yourself, to feel it yourself. So that comes to the second aspect of looking for that feeling. You zoom in on trying to feel what they are feeling. And you ask them how they are feeling. And you want to get in touch with that feeling for the purpose of validate, validating them for that feeling. You have this, by Moshe Rabbeinu, it's brought down a medrash like that when, um, I believe it was Moshe Rabbeinu, although there's, I think, a similar medrash by David HaMelech as well. I have to look it up again. But basically with the sheep that went away and strayed away, and ran and and uh, and 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 Moshe or it was David possibly I don't remember one of them chased it so it ran to a brook to drink and uh, didn't realize how thirsty it was carried it on his back back you know instead of having it to walk because it was very weak that is even with Balichaim shepherds taking care of sheep putting themselves in the sheep's shoes in a certain way, which sounds very strange, but the truth is, is from the Midrashim Mashma that this caring and empathetic aspect for the animals, for the sheep, is that Mida that HaKadosh Baruch was looking for, to care for Am Yisrael, to be a leader for the people. So to f- want to feel what they are feeling, because many people glaze over the feelings, and they just focus on fixing the problem. Why are they focusing on fixing the problem? Now, there's nothing wrong with later, after you do this empathy and you have a good idea in your head, to share it with your wife and husband on how to fix the problem. But not now. Now when they're feeling sad or nervous or upset or bad, is not about fixing the problem. But, but the, very often the reason why you want to fix the problem right away is because you're not comfortable with being in that space with your spouse's pain. People find, and it's understandable, you, don't, you feel you squirm, you feel very uncomfortable when your spouse, husband or wife, is crying or in pain and stressful. It's not a comfortable feeling. They're in stress. They're in agony. They're upset. And by you being empathetic, you're going to feel that, and you don't want to feel that. It's not comfortable to feel that. It's not comfortable for you. So you try to avoid it. And true empathy is really the reverse. Not to be afraid. If your wife is crying over something that she's sad about or stressed about, or her husband is upset about something, don't run away from it. Go into it. Listen. Hear. Be there. Try to feel what they are feeling as much as humanly possible. Listen. Don't run away. And that is very, very important. So again, part of doing this is to climb into that space to be in their shoes. In other words, if your spouse is distraught about something, 
even if, let's say, your husband, wife is upset about something very deeply, and you, they tell you what they're upset about, and you yourself are listening, and you're saying, this situation may not upset me, per se. If I would be in that matziv, we just said to be in their shoes, well, I'm in their shoes now, but I'm not, I wouldn't be upset about that. That's not really being in their shoes. Going into their spaces to realize that even though I may not have the situation find it stressful, but my wife does find it stressful. My husband does find it stressful. And you go into that space with them, and you hold them, and you support them. And even without saying anything about trying to fix it, that, like we said, you could do later on, once they feel that empathy and you have a good idea in your head, of course you could share that good idea in your head of how to maybe resolve that problem. But right now is not the time. Right now is to learn how to handle their tears, how to handle their pain, not run away from it. And that's not sympathy or taking pity. Empathy is not that. Empathy means you have to be strong enough. It takes courage. It's a strength to be able to put yourself willingly into the position of pain that your wife or your husband is feeling and to share that feeling and be okay with the fact that she is feeling that way and that you are feeling that way because she is feeling that way. Which means that you're basically validating honestly what you just heard. What you just heard your wife or your husband telling you about how they're feeling, you're validating what they are saying and the feelings and emotions that came behind it. That I hear you, I understand how distressed you are or how distressed you feel, and you bring that to them. You validate it without trying to solve the problem. The caring itself, the showing you're not alone. You're not alone. I'm sharing with you. It's not your burden alone. I'm taking the burden with you. It's our burden. And that's very, very important. Now I'm going to say a concept right now that everyone I want you to listen to carefully because it's extremely important. You cannot learn how to develop the skill of empathy unless you are capable and you allow yourself to receive that empathy when you need it. And not to put that wall around you when you're in pain and allow those walls to go down. Allow yourself to feel vulnerable so that others can empathize with you when you're in pain or when you're scared of something. Some people are very, very uncomfortable with that. It's too close. It's too vulnerable. And therefore what they do is, is they push the other person away or say, oh, it's no big deal. Or I'll handle it myself. Don't worry about it. It's my problem. It's not your problem. Very often in marriage, that is the very wrong response. Because it needs to be our problem. And if you're not capable of receiving empathy when you really could use it and allow your wife, let's say the husband is this way, to allow your wife to empathize with you when you have a discomfort because you allow her to do that for you. To allow her yourself to be vulnerable enough to share with your wife your vulnerabilities and your fears and your stresses, and that she has that opportunity to be empathetic with you. Only then will you have the ability to turn around and be empathetic to her. Otherwise, it's impossible. So that's one very, very important 
point. Because some personalities, they're the type where I, I, I don't need anything. I'm a, I, 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 as a kid, I had a rough childhood, or my parents were rough people, and I learned to live my life on my own, cruise control, or, uh, or even if you say the Enoid Melvadoi, uh, and you mean it even, and, and, and uh, I don't, I'm not saying on people anything, or whatever it is. It's a beautiful thing to have a tochen and not be saying on people. But sometimes a Kaddish Baruch Hu sends as a shliach, your own wife, your own husband, to help you, to support you. And that is what he's doing, to, wants to do to help you. But in order to do that, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. So again, you need to be empathetic and develop that skill. But, but initially, in order to do that, you also have to be willing to be macabre that empathy from your own wife and husband and be in that vulnerable place. And that's the way you could extend it forward. We're going to have in the Kuntras Vyadat and the Shiorim over there how Moshe was Nasan Eina Velibai. He put his eyes, he saw the situation, and his heart. He put himself in the shoes of Klal Yisrael, actually labored with them, left his palace, and actively worked with them and felt their tsar. That's empathy. Amani Gisrael is someone that has empathy. That's why Moshe, David, like we mentioned before, the story of the sheep, it's not just that particular story, but also there's another medrash there where they made it purposefully that the older sheep, they grazed by the tougher grass that they could handle. And then the mid-aged sheep with the middle level of grass. And the real young sheep that their teeth obviously were not developed yet had them grazed by the very soft grass each one according to what they needed. That's empathy. Rivka's chesed, if you look carefully at the wording of the psukim and the way she phrased things, empathy. Empathy on the thirst of even the camels and of Elazar, and so on and so forth. So that is very, very important. In order to express empathy, just as a key, if you say the word at least, that's not a good word, at least this, at least that, or... Here's the silver lining. That's not empathy. That's not empathy. And again, the truth is, is after you practice this empathy, and later, later, after your wife says, I feel much better now, thank you for caring, thank you for listening, and you did that part. Now, if you have a good idea about how to fix the problem, of course you share it with your wife. You say, you know something, I have an idea. Maybe this would work. Do you think this would work? Or then you could throw in a little bit, you know, let's look at the silver lining of this. At that point, later on, there's nothing wrong with that. But while they're in pain, that's the, that is not the way to go. Not to try to fix the problem, not to say at least it wasn't as bad as it could have been, or look at the silver lining, uh, look at the bright side, uh, you know, and you use even chazals, you know, you know, gamzul Taiva and Kalmandov Rahman Latavov it. Now all this is very, very true. These are Chazals and they're Emes. But when they're in Tsar, right now is not the moment that you tell them that Kalmanda Ovid, you 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 feel their pain. That is what you're supposed to do right now. Similarly to the three friends of Eve that in the beginning they didn't even attempt to comfort him. They just sat with him and and he felt that they were in in his space, in his sacred space. We're not going to get into this in right now, but using common sense, this empathy 
is a factor in the bedroom as well, before and after. There's a lot of room to express very empathetically to one another vulnerabilities of things in the context of the physical relationship. But that perhaps will be a shear that we could discuss it in a later shear, as is Hashem. But it is, empathy applies to all aspects of marriage in every single prat. The one thing that requires also empathy, this is a little bit just going slightly off this, but to pick this as an example is a problem that is a separate chair on its own, where sometimes a marriage could be, there could be a good marriage, but even in good marriages, sometimes one spouse feels inferior to the other spouse. They compare themselves to their spouse and they feel inferior to them, either because they see they have more talents, more intelligence, more capabilities, and it causes one of the spouses to have a tremendous feeling of inferiority. And if you sense that in your husband or wife, whichever way it goes, that your spouse feels that, there needs to be a feeling of empathy about that and a deep connection and understanding with sensitivity about it. It's a separate shear. It's really not the subject of this shear. Just say in passing, though, this very much happens where sometimes, in the, especially in the earlier stages or before they really think it through, where sometimes a child or a couple of children will connect very much with the mother more than the father or the father more than the mother for many, many reasons. It's not because they don't love them more or whatever the case may be, but just naturally they connect more. And the other spouse sometimes has Chalisha Sadas about it. So we could talk in separate shiurim about how not to have Chalisha Sadas, how to realize we're all one. It has nothing to do with loving each other less or more. And to feel happy for your child that they have that Kesher with your spouse, wife or husband, even though it's not as close for you to understand where it's coming from. That's not a matter necessarily of love of, of or how much they really love you, but it's more of how they connect personality-wise and not to take it personally. But to be empathetic about those inferiority complexes that you sense that your spouse's spouse feels, that they feel they don't measure up, that they feel they don't, they're not good enough, and they're trying, and, and they sense that you're just better at them at certain things. But to realize that each one has their unique gifts, and to understand that, and to share it with one another, and appreciate that, that is one, one example of how empathy could be used in the marriage relationship. So the perspective-taking of empathy, out of judgment, not being judgmental, to recognize an emotion, sharing that emotion, committing to be in that same sacred space with your husband or with your wife. That is all what empathy is about. And that is a real strong key in marriage that needs to be there at all times, whether in the Torah period or the not Torah period, when they could physically be together, when they can't be physically together. That empathy always needs to be there. And when the, it is there, it is one of the greatest brachas that a person could receive. as one of the very greatest brachas that a person can give to another, especially to your own husband and to your own wife. Bracha and atzlacha, 
And may we all learn to do this. And Mida connected Mida. Hashem will show His empathy to us and shine upon us His goodness and help us and heal us and give us brachis, begashmis or baruchnias together.